You're listening to Counterculture on RCR. Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Counterculture here with Marie on Reality Check Radio. It's, I have great pleasure to introduce to you now two young people which have a really interesting policy they've told me about. And I've been put onto this via a few other people and I'm fascinated by this because I'm a mum of two young sons and I'm always banging on about uh, what goes on with my two boys, but I thought it'd be ta- really great to talk to two young people who are two youth leaders uh, here. And I have got um, Javen, who's from Wellington. Nardo also from Wellington, but he's studies in Auckland. He's back in Wellington. And they're from Young Vision. Good morning, you two. How are you? Morning. I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Tell me about Young Vision. I'm really fascinated by this. I'll start with you, Javen. What is it? Um, Young Vision is a group that's all around New Zealand and we are just like the youth arm of the Party Vision by Hannah Tamaki. Ah, the lovely Hannah Tamaki, which I I interviewed Hannah here. She's absolutely delightful. So you guys have been really busy because you've been out supporting uh, your candidates during the election campaign. How did you find that? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was quite interesting getting more into politics and stuff, but I think it's really good now. Yeah. I guess to become more aware of what's going on in our governments and stuff. Yeah, and getting more involved, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the policy and um, the Young Vision. So how, uh, so you, that youth arm from the Vision Party, so what are some of the things that are really important, the values that are really important to you guys? Nardo? The policy that um, Young Vision has came up with is called Gender Steadfast, and it's something that we would like to see put forward to government, and it's belief that, your gender identity is synonymous with the assigned sex at birth and that there are only two genders, um, male and female. And the policy is what we want to put in place to protect those who hold that view and hold that value so that they can be free from discrimination, from hate speech, um, from harm and things like that. And what are the experiences from some of the other youth that you're speaking to before we got started? I let you guys know that my sons are in the Catholic school system, so they shielded from that somewhat, but they have friends in the mainstream school system where that is not the case. Are you experiencing that with youth that you're speaking to? Uh, yeah, definitely. There's been different examples of youth at high schools, youth at even university who have was the main reason why gender steadfast policy was even created. There was a few examples such as um, I would say myself in my second year of university where you know we were introducing ourselves and we were I would say forced to include other people's preferred pronouns even if that's not how we really wanted to do it and you were shunned or made to feel bad if you didn't include it and then there's obviously people who are a lot younger who really at school get made to feel like, no, your values and your beliefs are totally wrong. You can't think that. And they're like, but that's how I think. And I shouldn't be told that I'm wrong for that. So there are different examples of um, our youth who have felt that way. Yeah. What sort of support do you get from the universities? Because, you know, it sort of appears to be very one-way traffic in terms of an openness policy, a fluid policy around gender now, particularly in tertiary education. Have you had a chance to present this policy to those at the higher echelons of university? Unfortunately for me, this policy came out during my last year. So I've just finished my degree and I wish it had come out a little bit sooner. Because I always felt like, you know, there wasn't enough support 
for me or people of my beliefs at the university. It was always kind of just for those um, like LGBTQ communities or rainbow communities. And they always had the support systems, like seeing posters all over the place or clubs. But I was like, where where do I get a club? Where do I get to feel like I belong here? I'm going to be spending like four or five years here. That was my experience, but I don't know about Nardo's university. Yeah, what about you, Nardo? Because you're still in the system, aren't you? Yeah, so my one's a bit the same. So I haven't like talked to any higher ups or whatever um, just yet. Yeah, I think it is, um, I guess, the culture and at least university from my experience, it's um, a lot more the other way as in even in one of my papers, we learn about gender and sex and um, they explain that, that gender is fluid, it's different from sex and that if you, like if that question were to pop up in one of the tests and something and you were to write, um, you know, there's two genders or, you know, they're, they're the same thing, then you'd be wrong. Do you struggle with that, Nardo? My husband's currently gone back to university and after a 30-year break, he has found the same thing. Like he has done one paper, which was compulsory, and he he said the whole thing, he said it felt like a lie. Me and quite a few other students um, who do hold the same belief, but because it's, I guess, like the university and, you know, we're trying to stay in uni, we're just going there for school to learn, Mm. to, um, you know, get that degree. But a lot of people, I guess, feel a bit scared and not as confident to stand up and say what they believe in because they're afraid of being ostracized, they're afraid of being discriminated against. But I think that's why I think gender steadfast is really important because it gives us the platform to say, hey, like, this is my beliefs. I know you have your beliefs, but we should be able to respect each other. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, I find this topic has been one that has galvanized a number of people who may have been separated on other issues, but have come together on this one. So have you found that, because no one wants to talk about it, like if you're not in the mainstream paradigm, they all keep very, very quiet. So when you, you know, when you get that moment that you figure out that someone sort of agrees with you on that particular issue and it all gets very hush-hush. Do you have those quiet conversations with them and find that you're able to actually find that common ground, even though you may have wildly different opinions on other things, but you can come together on this issue? Yeah, exactly. So I think it was um, not too long after we had a lecture and they were explaining you know, gender and sex, then like me and a couple of my mates were kind of talking about it, like, hey, like we don't really believe like this is a lie for you know according to our beliefs and we don't really believe that even though we have different um other beliefs and stuff but we were able to come together on that issue yeah yeah what have been your experiences like because i mean i know both of you hold um i'm as well i'm making a big assumption here that you're both holding strong christian faith uh, because you work with vision is this an issue that you have found because most faiths have uh, very conservative views around sexuality. So have you actually found that this has been a bridging issue amongst uh, multi-faith participants at school has or at uni? Has that been something that you've experienced, Javen? Yeah, I would say so. I remember when that bill for the um, banning conversion therapy um, was coming through and if you had different views to everyone else, you were made to think that how you see things or how you believe things is completely wrong. And I always thought I was alone um, within my Christian values. And then I made a post one day and someone from my uni responded and he was like, you know, I was actually really scared to share my values and my beliefs about this situation because I thought I was the only one. And so just taking that little step and making a post made someone else know that there was someone for them. 
Yeah. And so then we kind of stuck together for the rest of um, our degree and we, we were like, you know, we have the same values. Um, we would go to each other if there were any issues sort of thing. So it was quite nice in that aspect, being able to find someone who's like the same as you in a way. Mm. But yeah. Mm. What sort of hopes do you hold looking at the coalition negotiations that are going on at the moment? And New Zealand First have some fairly critical ideas around gender themselves, whereas National appear to be a little bit, uh, they, they don't really want to wade into that issue. Do you feel sort of hopeful that potentially there is at least one voice in there where you would be able to, via your party, talk to another party that holds some power and sort of say, hey, can this be brought to the table? Do you feel you've got some confidence with that? Yeah, I would. I'd say that's definitely an interesting dynamic that's going to be brought through into the government, considering Christopher Luxon himself says he's a Christian, but he like hides his values quite a lot and doesn't speak up on it. But I know what I've seen from New Zealand First, especially that debate that they had with the young government debate about the sex and the gender, the toilet debate, that was quite good to see the New Zealand First candidate like stand his ground. So I do have a little bit of faith that maybe with New Zealand First in there that it might sway national a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Do you see there sometimes when you are working with those who hold very passionate views on the other side of the fence that they try to trivialise your faith and your beliefs and they won't actually take the time to listen? Do you get that feeling often when you're sort of trying to chat to people about stuff? They just want to shut down the conversation and move on. What have you struck, Nardo? A little bit like, hasn't been too much of that stuff going on, like as in, um, I, know, I guess, like debates and stuff between peers. Mm. But yeah, I think it is, um, I think it's an important issue, even if you're not Christian, even if you're not Catholic or whatever, like it's still an important value regardless of faith. So I don't think it should be shut down um, if, you know, people are saying, oh, I'm not Christian. Yeah. What is the, in terms of like campus time, I mean, is this, of those, like, like for example, those who are transsexual, I mean, we're talking less than one percent. They like they're sort of saying that these numbers are creeping up now. So it's a very, very small group of people that a lot of accommodation is made made towards. Now, I'm picking there will be more Christians on campus than there would be trans people. So has that balance ever been considered or addressed, or has it been sort of almost? I don't want to use the word the tyranny of a minority, but it has certainly been a minority have been able to influence more policy and attitudes on campus than what they actually truly represent. Have you observed that? Yeah, so uh, you can kind of see it a lot when you're in uni that it's very, I guess, pro. I don't really know how to explain it, but they do have posters and stuff that says it doesn't tolerate transphobic um, behaviour, so you have to be inclusive and things like that. But if it also, I guess, comes at a compromise of, the, all the Christians' beliefs. Like it doesn't, you don't have to be hateful. You don't have to like be, um, yeah, be an egg or whatever. Yeah. But um, I do see that there isn't as much, I guess, advocacy for Christian people, for people who have Christian beliefs and values. Yeah. Do they so it is kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, makes sense. Do they actually define what inclusive means? Not really. Like throw the word out there and expect you to know their definition of it. I get, yeah, I haven't really seen any definitions up on campus. Because that's the thing that's really crazy. I mean, what do you think about that, Javen? I mean, if you because you, you as Christians, would you would have thought that inclusivity would also in, be respectful and inclusive of your beliefs? But it's I, I've often found that it's inclusive 
except if, <laughs> and then you list all the things under it, under them. Are you did you find that in the in the time that you were completing your degree? Yeah, I definitely found that. I think, you know, as you were saying, they like to use the word inclusion and inclusive, but at the same time, it's only inclusive if it matches what they want. And so a lot of the time I always saw conversations or um, experiences of that side of people and I always called it forced inclusion because it's, you know, it's not actually wanting to be inclusive. It's actually like, you know what, this is the right values. You need to uphold these values. Your values are wrong. And so it's like, okay, well, that's not really right. You're saying that I have to be inclusive of you or I'm homophobic or transphobic, but you're not going to be inclusive of me and my needs. Because isn't that what the society is all about? You're meant to be inclusive of everything and everyone, not just one side. So I always found it quite um, hypocritical, I would say. Mm. Do you find that there's a big bulk of the student body that are just trying to keep their head down, go along to get along, and just get, are actually quite over a lot of this stuff, but they're too terrified to say anything? Yeah, I think so. I think it's also like like you were saying, there, there's a fear um that comes along with it as well like oh if I don't you know I'm just going to keep quiet because of what if I say the wrong thing and then all of a sudden I'm shunned from these things and excluded from these things and yeah I can definitely see that with that side of things like keeping their head down. In terms of support so if like because I mean this is you guys are being really bold by talking about this policy and trying to sort of get work done and holding your positions do you feel threatened that you may sort of lose your position at university because of your views or do you I mean you've managed to get through Javen but you're now obviously going to be entering the workforce and the whole woke corporate environment or work environment is a whole different landscape so we could explore that but do you do you worry that you you yourselves actually have to hold your beliefs very close to your heart in order just to achieve your goals um yeah I could see that being an issue but I think you know being gender steadfast it it kind of um gives you that confidence and like that shield to be like you know what I actually identify as gender steadfast that's where I hold my beliefs and my values and kind of not being I would say bullied into hiding your values so you can fit in because there are a community of people who think the exact same as you and now there's actually a place where people can go you know, to say, yeah, well, actually, I'm gender steadfast and I uphold my values and my beliefs. Where can they find you guys? I'm assuming you've got online communities where you guys can gather and talk and discuss and stuff. So where where are the places that they can find that? For gender steadfast, we do have a page on Facebook and um, includes, you know, what we're all about, what our values are, our beliefs. Um, and it's also has some stuff kind of just to educate our young people um, of what's going on and spread awareness um, that this is what we want. We would like to, um, you know, protect our beliefs. We would like to protect ourselves and make sure that we're not discriminated against, make sure that we're not from all the things that could happen, whether you're getting fired, whether you're getting kicked out of uni. Like we want to put it in place for government so that we can have our beliefs. We can, yeah. So it's kind of like to spread awareness as well. Yeah. So called Gender Steadfast on Facebook. Gender, gender Steadfast on Facebook. Excellent. We'll make sure we've got that link with the team. Have you got any other thoughts, you know, before you head off, Javen? I think mainly just um, iterating what, you know, Gender Steadfast really is for those who are still a little bit confused. Um, so it was actually a policy 
from this amazing lady called Jermaine Walters and she was our youth leader and so she would see a lot of us come home from school or uni and feel quite like you know I'm I'm being pushed out of things or I'm feeling unwelcomed because you know they're making me think that my beliefs and my values are wrong so she wanted to make something that um, would be able to protect us and our youth and so that's kind of where Gender Steadfast came from you know if there's people out there who have been listening and been like oh my gosh that's how I feel then definitely check Gender Steadfast out we have videos we have more things on it definitely check us out um, and make sure to um, get in contact with us as well we would we would love to hear from other people who would like to join and you know who have felt the same and get their experiences yeah Nato. yeah I guess just for um, people who may have the same beliefs about um, when concerning gender and stuff is just to maybe contact us get involved because I believe that um, it's a lot better when you have people coming together we're a lot stronger yeah um, and just from you know talking with classmates or friends there are a lot of people who do hold this belief that do share the same values but a lot of us are just a lot more silent because when you look at the i guess more of the higher up things like school uni work they're kind of against those beliefs and they're kind of like um i guess they can force speech as well mm. so, and you don't want to be in a place where you feel alone isn't it that's not a good yeah, exactly. it's not a nice place wanna, to be and don't want to um, be scared of being hated against being fired being kicked out but yes, I guess just to contact us, message us if you have any questions, any queries. Oh, that's fantastic. And particularly too, this time of year, as a lot of people are transitioning from high school to university or university mm. into new work, you know, different environments. And it's always good to know that, you know, sometimes in order to be able to tackle your new environment, it's nice to have a safe place that you can go to just to go and get stuff off your chest and be around people and know you're not alone, isn't it? Oh, that's been fantastic. This has been uh, Javen Anado from Young Vision, and I really appreciate your time to come and talk to us today. So Gender Steadfast is the name of the policy. Facebook is where you will find the page. Do go and check that out. Um, thank you so much for giving us your time this morning on Counterculture. Greatly appreciated. Don't disappear. Oh, There's you. still great content here to come. Marty will be back with Media Matters, and we'll even probably squeeze in a little bit of Woke News of the Week. Thanks, guys. See you there. Thank you. Thanks, Marie. You're listening to Counterculture on RCR. Reality Check Radio.